Hello there friends and welcome to the first podcast of the year 2022 and this is a podcast that comes to you from the city of Pretoria, South Africa. The name of the show is the Friday Night Watch Show on the Koliri FM podcast. My name is Tamsang Ogachuma and I'm your host for the next coming few minutes. Well, our first podcast of the year is all about trauma. I know some of us have been traumatized by so many different things and we are still trying to recover from the effects of those things and so we caught up with a specialist in social work uh, somebody who specializes in dealing with such kind of things and his name is henry mudari and we caught up with him he is based in the united states of america a citizen of the united states and he gave us his input on trauma and i will let henry introduce himself. Uh, Henry, welcome to the Quality FM podcast. Thank you, sir. Uh, my name is Henry Mudari, as mentioned, and I'm a social health, uh, I'm, I'm a mental health social worker with the St. Joseph County Police Department, uh, which is in uh, South Bend, Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, that is in the USA. Yes. Uh, I work uh, in conjunction with uh, the police department, and uh, I'm the person uh, that most people probably would consider a hostage negotiator, but uh, I am not a, nego- a hostage negotiator. I only show up uh, in inst- instances that involve mental health crisis. Right. And I make sure that uh, everybody goes home alive uh, yes. and that the mentally ill go to a medical facility, a mental health facility, and not to jail. And mm. that is why the sheriff hired me. Okay, cool. That's, that's, that's great. So, uh, and, and this brings me to the conversation of the day. So in, in November last year, you did a presentation, uh, in one of the Zoom meetings that I was in and you spoke about trauma and it, it touched a nerve in me and I felt like you were talking to me and I felt like also maybe the people who were with me also were touched in a certain way. And the first question I have for you is what is trauma? Okay, that's a good question. And uh, let me also tell you that uh, I did not know anything much about trauma until I went in for my master's level education. Okay. So you are okay in not understanding and knowing what trauma is. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it's okay. So trauma is basically a natural and emotional response to a highly stressful uh, or terrible event. Mm-hmm. And that uh, event is usually deemed physically or psychologically harmful by the person. Uh, responding to that event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, such, uh, events, uh, include things like accidents, uh, prolonged mm-hmm. illnesses, serious injuries, war, rape, a natural disaster, an untimely mm-hmm. death of a parent, uh, an untimely death of a spouse or a child. Um, even childbirth uh, can be traumatic uh, or a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. uh, bullying and harassment, things like that. The list is broader than what I just gave you, but this is just to give you an overview of what it looks like. Mm. So, but you know, I was, as I was doing research, I, I discovered that most writers or most researchers were saying most traumatic experiences are experienced within childhood. How far true is that? And is it, is it a common thread or even in adulthood, there's prevalence of traumatic experiences? Okay, that's a good question as well. Now, um, let me back up and then I'll answer your question. Yeah. To back up, I will say, um, trauma is what we call the, the flight or fright response. 
Okay. You know, flight mm-hmm. or fight. Yeah. Either you're gonna fight or you're gonna flight. Yeah. So when these responses go beyond what is natural or what is normal or what is common, they become complicated. Yeah. And when they become complicated, they develop into what we call either as acute trauma, chronic trauma, or complex mm-hmm. trauma. Yes, Those are three yes. uh, kinds of trauma. Yeah. Now, these are usually uh, evident or present in adults. Then you ask a question about childhood trauma. Yeah. Now, childhood trauma is a very, very serious and complicated issue in mm-hmm. that uh, it, it's a developmental uh, thing, you know. Uh, yeah. This is a type of developmental uh, trauma which disrupts normal development of a child. Mm-hmm. And as a result, there's going to be ongoing trauma and it is going to significantly uh, affect the child's long-term emotional development, a child's long-term mental health, a mm-hmm. child's long-term physical health, and a child's long-term behavior. Okay. So it is very dangerous and it's very, very, um, it's tricky in that, uh, if we don't notice or realize it while the child is still growing, yeah. when we miss those cues, then we have missed the ball and we are going to have a very dysfunctional child. Mm. Now, how prevalent is childhood trauma? It yeah. is very prevalent and it's more prevalent than we think. Okay. Because Mainly because, mainly because children cannot ex- express themselves uh-huh. when they go through an experience that they deem traumatic. Mm-hmm. They won't be able to tell. I will give you an example of my own son. Okay. I have a son who was born with what we call an athlete's foot. Okay. So this foot, uh, uh, no, sorry, it's called a club foot. Okay. I'm thinking something different. Here. The <laughs> club foot. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the club foot, um, is a is is a developmental problem where it's it's more like a de- physical deformity. Okay. So it's physical, but it can affect the way he thinks and behaves as he grows older because he will be realizing that other kids are different yeah. from him. Mm-hmm. So it is up to us as parents as he is growing up to teach him that you are not different. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when he realizes he's actually different, because you realize I am different. When yeah. he realizes he's actually different, it is for us to tell him that, okay, it's normal for you to be different. Yeah. It's a tiny little deformity, mm-hmm. but it is a deformity. And we have to be conscientious on how we actually help him accept that that's who he is. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's very interesting. But then let me, you, 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 you said something initially. You said you, you only got to understand trauma when you started your masters. And I, from your own experience, how well known is trauma amongst, uh, you know, professions and among, in society? Do we know trauma or our parents are just saying, no, this one is crazy. You, you are mad. You, you need the stick. Because you are, you are ill-disciplined. <laughs> How well known is this problem? So, let me say that, um, yes, uh, it took me up to my master's level program for me to understand trauma. And yeah. the reason why it took me to that level is because that's when I started dealing with individuals who had gone through traumatic experiences and were now exhibiting those uh, experiences in whatever was now going on with them in their adulthood. I was only dealing with adults, by the way. Yeah. Homeless adults. 
yeah. who abused drugs, who abused uh, alcohol, yeah. who were engaging in risky, in risky uh, behaviors like sexual behaviors and stuff like that, uh, yeah. needle sharing and stuff like that. Yeah. So it only took me to study what could be causing these behaviors that I fell into this uh, issue of trauma. Yeah. Now, how prevalent is it? Uh, and how common is it? It's, it's prevalent and more common than we are willing to admit. Yeah. Yeah. They, there is a lot of uh, professionals who will treat somebody who is, uh, uh, suffering from something that is trauma led, but yeah. they probably may not want to touch on the trauma itself. Yeah. Why? Because it's in, in their culture or in their sphere of influence, it's not a recognized thing. Being, yeah. tra- being trauma affected is not recognized. But once you get to be trauma informed, you will realize that you need to treat every traumatic experience from a trauma informed perspective. Mm. Now, a general survey uh, of 24 populations around the world yeah. uh, showed that 70% of adults yeah. Have gone through a traumatic event in their lives. Mm-hmm. 30.5% have experienced more than four traumatic events. Okay. That tells me that the problem is more common than we actually know. Yeah. And these, these populations that this survey is coming from, I want to believe these are Western populations. Mm-hmm. Because if you take the same survey to African populations, I'm sure you will get a different result. Why yes. a different result? Because African cultures do not believe in such things as trauma causing certain behaviors or triggering certain behaviors and we, we, I'm sure you will ask me questions about that later on but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm just putting it out there that our understanding of trauma as African communities is vastly different from the yes. Western understanding mm. of trauma. Mm. De- definitely because within the African society we would say this one is crazy he actually needs more of a stick than anything else. We are more drawn to beating a trauma out of you now, maybe let's 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 go uh, going on. What are the signs? Are there any signs of trauma, whether it be it mentally, uh, psychologically, or emotionally? Are there any signs that indicate that this person might be suffering from post what do they call post uh, traumatic uh, stress or uh, disorder? Yes. So there are visible signs. Okay. There are emotional signs, there are psychological signs, there are health-related uh, uh, issues with yeah. um, trauma. Uh, you remember I mentioned that I work with a police department, which yes. is a county police department. And by county police, for those who don't understand what county stands for, it's an amalgamation of many cities that come together to fall under what we call a county. Okay. Before we go to the state level. So our department is over a number of cities. Okay. And, and I am the only mental health social worker on various cities in mm-hmm. our county. So okay. having said that, let me tell you that I experienced a lot of trauma related crisis calls coming through what we call dispatch. Yeah. Or 911 calls. Yeah. And so my other duty is to inform the police or what you call the cops yes. on how to recognize sounds of trauma in an individual. Okay. 
So you're asking me questions that I deal with on a daily basis. So yeah. yes, uh, signs of trauma include, but are not limited to uh, a person being in denial that they are experiencing trauma. Yeah. Uh, anger, fear, sadness, uh, mm -hmm. shame, confusion, anxiety, mm -hmm. depression, uh, hopelessness, irritability, um, and uh, difficulty concentrating. Yeah. That's why you see uh, some issues that end up in a police shooting or a death, when people look back at them, they realize the person was not following the orders of the police. They mm -hmm. were not following the orders because they were having a difficulty concentrating on what the police was saying. Mm -hmm. Because they were going through a crisis. Okay. They okay. were going through trauma. And now, yeah. yes. other I'm signs just... include a headache. Okay. A headache. Me a headache. Digestive systems, yes, okay. digestive systems, fatigue, a racing heart, sweating, you know, feeling jumpy, you know, Okay. difficulty sleeping, hyper arousal. I'm, I'm sure you know people that when you just show up uh, behind them without them expecting somebody, they overreact, their, yes. their reaction is overreacted. Yes. Those people may be actually going through what we call re-traumatizing at that particular moment yeah. when you showed up on them. Mm. You just re-traumatize them. So it, it, it's a host of signs that we can look for in a person to say this person is experiencing a traumatic experience or this person is in trauma. Mm. And, and, and so one of the uh, you know symptoms that I came across is someone who's who doesn't trust other people and wants to micromanage things. And this person could be a manager and wants to micromanage things and because they don't trust their subordinates, that could be a sign of uh, of uh, post-traumatic disorder. So that may stem from various disorders, uh, yeah. a, 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 a whole number of disorders. Yes. But yes, a person who has gone through trauma has also some difficulty time uh, trusting somebody. Yes. For whatever reason, because it also depends on what was the nature of the trauma that they experienced. Remember, I mentioned that uh, there is also sexual trauma. Yes, trauma can can stem from sexual assault. Yeah, maybe that sexual assault happened from somebody they trusted. Yes. So now they have difficult times trusting anyone because somebody they trusted before violated their trust. Yeah. Okay. No, th thank you. Now I, I, I've got a, a question in my mind, but I'll come back to it. Uh, but but I want to ask: Is there uh, a timeline for trauma? Can we say trauma does? There's a statement that says uh, time heals. I, yes. uh, before I go to the question that says, is there a treatment for trauma? I just want to start with the question that says, is there a timeline for trauma? The answer is no. Okay. And I'll explain the answer. Yeah. I mentioned there's three types of trauma. There's acute trauma, which follows maybe a single accident or incident mm -hmm. or experience. There's chronic trauma, which follows repeated and prolonged experiences, such as domestic abuse and uh, violence. Then mm -hmm. there's a complex trauma, which uh, follows after the exposure to a number of traumatic events. And this one is hard to detect due to its interpersonal nature. Now, the reason I say no is that because 
You cannot look at a person and say, this one is suffering from acute trauma, this one is chronic trauma, this one is, com is complex trauma, without having done an assessment on those individuals. Yeah. So once you have done an assessment, then you can be able to distinguish that this one falls in this category. But even after that, a person yeah. going through acute trauma which follows a single event may relive that single event the rest of their life. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there is no such thing as a timeline that time okay. heals. No, yeah. time does not heal where trauma is concerned. Mm -hmm. I think, I think for me that is important because sometimes you hear us saying, but he's old now, he should outgrow his childish tendencies. <laughs> yes, yes. So the question then comes, is there a treatment for trauma? The answer is yes. Okay. There is treatment for trauma, but now the question is, what do you mean by treatment? Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> Let me answer your question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So there, <laughs> so there, there, there are several treatments uh, that can help people with trauma uh, yeah. to cope with their symptoms and improve their quality of life. I hope you 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 caught the language that I used. I, I you you said cope to cope yeah. with their symptoms and to improve their quality of life. Yeah. Treatment of trauma does not mean eliminating. Trauma. Okay, right. You can never eliminate trauma. You may never eliminate trauma. If right. your goal is to eliminate trauma, you've started on the wrong footing. You have made the wrong prescription. What you want to do with a person that's going through trauma is to help them cope yeah. with their symptoms and to improve their quality of life. Yeah. They are, usually we recommend therapy. And right. therapy is and must be the first line of treatment for trauma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you need to work with a with, with an individual individual that is traumatic from a trauma informed right. perspective, which means you need a therapist who is trauma educated and trauma trained and trauma informed. Mm. Okay. okay. Now then, yes. <laughs> There are theories that they use uh, when they are treating uh, or, or approaches they use, and one yeah. of them is called uh, the cognitive behavioral therapy. You have heard yeah. of it, CBT. CBT okay. is the commonly used, but there's a number of them that also can be used. Yeah. But CBT is the commonly used, but because I am not a therapist, I am not going to be telling you what therapy to use. Yes, okay. Miss, lest we, we, we go and uh, use it in the wrong way. In the wrong way, and then somebody may turn around and say, I heard Chuma say this, and I heard Mudari say this, and then it didn't work, it wasn't their life, and then they sue us. We don't have money to give people, <laughs> all right? <laughs> yes, definitely. But Mudari, can I just hold you there? Because you mentioned something that's very uh, critical for me. You spoke about uh, trauma cannot be eliminated, and I, I, I want us to talk about this because for me, we need to understand that the trauma involves a lot of our memory. It involves us recalling what happened and maybe can you enlighten us on that one? Why memory right. plays a critical role there? Okay, that's, that, that's, that's, that's okay. Uh, let me, let me put it that this way. A lot of people who suffer from trauma Develop what we call PTSD. You mentioned it before. Yes. That's post-traumatic disorder. 
What it means is that it's just a disorder that right. develops from the stress of Yes. You mentioned about it plays with your memory and stuff like that. That is all correct. Yes. Now, PTSD differs trauma and stress in that this is now stress and trauma that is persistent and ongoing. Yeah. So once your trauma develops into PTSD, yeah, you cannot eliminate it. Okay. You can only be able to cope yes. with the symptoms, to help cope with the symptoms. Now, trauma itself is that underlying thing yeah. that triggers you into PTSD. Okay. And because it was planted already in your mind and it's in your memory, you cannot take it out. Oh, yes. You can suppress it. Yes. But you cannot take it out. Mm-hmm. You can... Do things to work on it so that it does not affect the way you function. But it's always there in the subconscious somewhere. Mm -hmm. Hence you said we cannot eliminate it because we would need to eliminate your memory in that You You need to erase your memory completely. You need to cut a portion of your mind so that you don't... And it's impossible. No, that that's very impossible. So, so, let's move on that. Um, at, at family level, before, what? before we move, before we move on, before we yes. move on, let me give an example. Let me give an example. Okay, cool. We went through a war. I have yeah. a friend, by the way, who went through a war in Sierra Leone. Yeah. She suffered a very traumatic event. Yes. The rebel soldiers chopped her hands off. Yeah, that that was reported quite a lot. They were cutting hands off. Yes. Yes. So, the war is the event. Yes. The experience for her was them cutting off her hands. Yeah. Now, that is a traumatic experience and event. Yeah. That's always going to be with her. Yes. How are you going to erase a memory of such? Mm, You cannot. You can never. Mm. Okay, I can move on with you. You wanted to move on. <laughs> okay, so no, thank you very much for that very practical example because I think we take it lightly that when a person goes through an experience, you know, with time it can go away. But uh-huh. at, at, at family level, what has been the common reaction to trauma toward a, a traumatized individual? And I know that this can differ based on culture and race and uh, social class. But what has been the common thread? Yeah, you, you got that right when you brought in uh, culture, race, social class, because in social work these days, they overemphasize the issue of cultural competence. Yeah. You cannot approach every problem from one cultural perspective. Yeah. That cannot happen. Thank Even you, our, own, our own African cultures are so vast and so different that... Uh, you are in South Africa right now. You got the Venda, you got the Zulu, you got the Kosa, you got the whoever's, the, the Nguni. They all, the Ndebelas, they all have different ways they approach different problems. Yeah. Now, there is what we commonly call the umbrella Western culture. Yeah. And then there is the umbrella African culture. Yeah. So I will answer from those two umbrella uh, terms. Yeah. So, 
from the from from the Western uh, culture, traumatized individuals are usually seen as suffering as a result of substance abuse yeah. and some form of underlying mental illness. And uh, so it is very easy to blame the sufferer uh, as the cause for their own trauma. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Most people think the homeless people are homeless because they have abused drugs. Drugs, yes. Mm-hmm. Most people think mental health sufferers mm-hmm. are mental health sufferers because they have also abused drugs mm-hmm. or alcohol. Yes. But what people do not understand is most people tend to alcohol and drugs uh-huh. as effect of them suffering from a mental health illness. Okay. So what starts is a, the mental health illness followed okay. by the abuse. But okay. most people think it's vice versa. Can I just interject there? Is, is it that yes. there is, is the alcohol or drug abuse a coping mechanism? Yes, sir. You got it right. Okay. So some people call it a coping mechanism. Some people call it self-medicating. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a, it's a way of trying to cope with whatever is going on in their minds. Now, the the African culture on the other side looks yeah. at traumatized individuals as victims of witchcraft or yes. demon possession. Yes. So our religion and our traditional beliefs inform our understanding of trauma. Yeah. And so our treatment options also stem from those religious and traditional beliefs. That's mm-hmm. why you see we send our people to Sangomas or faith healers yes. following what we consider to be demon possession yes. or uh, madness. Yeah. For lack of a better way. No, that, 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 that's the honest truth. That's how we define it in the African society. Yes. Mm. So, um, and how damaging is this reaction by society, you know? And to what extent does it push away uh, the uh, people who suffer from trauma, you know, away from any efforts to help? How damaging is, is our reaction? So my experience with individuals who suffer from uh, trauma is that they are even ashamed yeah. to mention their experiences. Okay. To a listening ear. Okay. I hope you caught that one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yes. They are ashamed to share with me. Yes. When I show up and say, I need to talk to you about your experiences. I'm a social worker. I'm a mental health social worker. I'm here to help you. Yeah. They're embarrassed to share with me. What more of a person who's already saying all kinds of negative things about the way they are experiencing what they are experiencing. Mm. So usually what we do is we tend to worsen the conditions of those people who are suffering from trauma by our responses and our reactions to Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And also a dismissive society. Our African uh, societies are very dismissive of trauma. So a dismissive society creates an environment that is conducive for the stigma around 
mental illnesses. Yeah. But but then let me let me then uh, so what are the basic skills that we can adopt as families? Because trauma obviously starts at family level and moves on to community, society, and national and whatever. What are the basic skills uh, can we that we can gain to help people who've gone through trauma? Obviously, we won't be specialists. But I think uh-huh. our reaction and our handling of the situations can help lessen the effect of this trauma. Okay, before I answer that question, I want to revisit the question we just came uh, out of. Yes. And um, soon after, I will just answer your question. Um, yeah. I wanted to give an example of uh, Zimbabwean societies. Right. When I was growing up, I think it's still happening even today. Yeah. When I was growing up, uh, we had a family that we knew was suffering from mental health um, issues, uh-huh. and I'm sure uh, there was some trauma trigger behind that. But I'm yeah. not, I'm, 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 I'm not hundred uh, percent in the know about it. I just am assuming. All right. Yeah. Now, when I was growing up, we had what we call Fanyeni or Ingucheni yeah. in Ulawa. Yeah. It was an embarrassment. Yeah. To be associated with Ingucheni. Yes. And not only was it environment, an embarrassment to be associated with Ingucheni as a mental health sufferer, but even as a mental health worker. Yeah. If you were known that you were working at Ingucheni, you would also be written off by society as a person or somebody who is mentally disturbed. Yes. Now, things like that caused us not to pay more attention to mental health issues that were affecting our societies in Zimbabwe. Yeah. And so a lot of trauma was hidden under the carpet. Yes. And now it's beginning to show up in what's going on currently in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. We may blame the political environment all we want, but there's also a mental health problem that was left unattended to for a long time that is now surfacing, showing its ugly face. Mm. Now, to answer your question, what can we do? What are the skills that we can harness as yeah. families? Yeah. So as families, I would start by saying we need to normalize talk around mental health. Yeah. We need to normalize acceptance among mental health. Yeah. Everything we are discussing in this segment has got to do with our mental health. Yeah. We have to normalize mental health. We have to talk about potentially stressful, embarrassing, or uh, traumatic, and even depressing uh, events that family members may have gone through or may yeah. have experienced. Mm-hmm. When your daughter is showing a little sign that there may be something off, and you, you may want to encourage the daughter to talk about those things. Yes. Things that may have embarrassed them. Things yeah. that, that may have uh, been stressful to them. Yeah. Normalize talk about that mm-hmm. and never dismiss an individual family member's uh, interpretation of an event or an experience. Yeah. Why? Because your walk in the park may be someone else's journey through hell. Yeah. I, li- I like the way you say interpretation because we all see things differently. We all see things differently and somebody may tell you that, Dad, what you did to me was embarrassing. Yeah. Don't dismiss that. Yeah. 
because you don't know the depth of that embarrassment. Uh, can I can I, you 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 know you make me remind me you remind me of something you know when I was uh, you, I I'd, I I think I'd gone through the, the my mid twenties I was now approaching my thirties and I was dating someone and and I thought we were going to get married and uh, this mm. person just decided no I'm dumping you it was a very traumatic mm. experience because for three years. I felt I could not ask any lady out, even if I was attracted to them, until I went back to them and I said, can you explain to me exactly why you you dumped me? And, and this yes. person had the courtesy and the kindness to listen to me and explain exactly why they dumped me. And they even had the courtesy to say, I am sorry. And I think you are touching on a very important aspect, talking about these things. And having the yes. ability to hear and understand the other person's side of the story. Yes. 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 So this, this all boils down to an issue we call being trauma informed. Yes. Being trauma informed simply means that uh, you have to realize the prevalence of trauma in people's lives in society. Yeah. Trauma is more prevalent than we are willing to admit. I mentioned that. Yes. So you have to recognize that and you have to realize that and you have to accept that. Mm -hmm. And then you also have to recognize how trauma affects all individuals involved. Yeah. Including the sufferer. Yeah. And the helping population or the agencies or the family or the organizations or the system that's yeah. there to help this person who is traumatized. Yeah. And then responding by putting this knowledge that you now have into practice. That's yes. what it means to be trauma informed. Mm. You cannot just learn about trauma and be informed about trauma and then just put it under your pillow and say, I have done my job. I have done my duty to society. Yeah. You now have to put theory into practice. Mm. Now you, you mentioned something that, uh, you know, rang a bell in my mind. You spoke about when you were talking about the Zimbabwean experience. Uh, it made me stop and think to say, I, I'm talking from an African perspective to say, maybe as African societies, we, we are experiencing a lot of challenges because we have not invested in mechanisms or coping systems, uh, for trauma. I mean, you, 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 so many people have gone crazy, uh, uh, gone onto the street and did funny things. So many people have taken their lives. And this also may stem from trauma. And once the life is gone and buried, we forget and we don't look at the cause. And maybe for me, it's to say, it's not only a family issue, but it's a, it's a government issue. It's a, it's a church issue. It's what Whichever, uh, you know, tool is there in society, we are there to help each other cope with this, uh, challenge. Yes, you, you are right. Now, remember you are reflecting on Zimbabwean problems mm -hmm. while you are in South Africa where they have gone through racial trauma and did something about the racial trauma that was experienced by the entire black race of South Africa. Yeah. In the form of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Yeah. That commission helped heal a lot of hurt. Yeah. 
you saw grown men, grown women crying. Yes. While they were recounting how they violated other people or how they were violated by other people. Yes. You saw people asking for forgiveness. Yeah. You saw people who were on the opposite sides of political beliefs, of racial spectrum and all that, coming together and hugging. Yeah. In a healing process. Yeah. When trauma is left unattended to or un... Let me, let, 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 let me back up a little bit. When trauma is left unrecognized... Yes. Unattended to... Yeah. And unaddressed... <coughs> yes. It will grow. And it will be with us forever. And mm-hmm. it will create a society that is in dysfunction. And we will not know what exactly hit us. But... It all starts with being trauma-informed by realizing that, yes, everybody goes through trauma. Trauma is more prevalent than we think it is. We need to address trauma, and we need to seek treatment for trauma. Mm. And uh, I, I think uh, you, you made me remember the issue of the Rwanda you know, genocide. After yes. the genocide, they had those public courts where people came out and said whatever they wanted to say. And I think for me that was a, a healing process. And I always look back to that, uh, you know, the, those processes, and I think they were very valuable. Maybe to to, 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 to close it up, uh, let's talk about, if I realize, I'm listening to this podcast, and I, I realize I might have symptoms of uh, trauma. I, I have uh-huh. not dealt with certain issues, and... I know we can break it down to even male and female because I, I'm not an expert, but I suspect the females respond differently towards uh, uh, trauma and males uh, are kind of stubborn. We, we can carry burdens that will even carry uh, uh, kill us. So if yes. I realize that I've got trauma, what are the basic things that I can do? So the basic uh, fundamental things you can do are Talk to a trusted friend. Talk yeah. to me. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> seek treatment. Yeah. Seek therapy. Do not be ashamed to seek treatment. Yeah. And then practice what we call self-care. Yeah. Once you realize that this is what's going on. Yeah. Practice self-care. Yeah. I, I like what you're saying because last year, you know, uh, when the, the lockdown was at its height and we had been, you know, we had been in lockdown since March, and we were now in November. I, I, I went to pick up my daughter from school. And while I was in the car park, there was this gentleman next to me. And we started talking. And th- this guy says to me, man, I was stressed. And I decided to go for counseling. And at that time, I was feeling very stressed. And then, mm. and then I shared with him to say, man, I'm, I'm so stressed. I'm so depressed by this lockdown. He says to me, man, call, call. Just call and talk to these counseling people. Tell them exactly Mm. what you're going through. And at that moment, I didn't feel like a weak man. I didn't feel like I was a sissy. I felt now sharing my experience with this man was even therapy for me. And I think what you're saying is very critical and very important. Yes, yes. You you, you mentioned the issue of COVID uh, and the lockdowns. Yeah. You will be surprised that a lot of people, when we talk to them these days, who say the number one issue that is stressing them uh, or traumatizing them is the prolonged 
lockdowns, yeah. prolonged restrictions. You know, yeah. people are now suffering from what we call COVID fatigue. You know. Yes. Yeah. So it is good to realize you are suffering from COVID fatigue. Yeah. It is good to talk to somebody about it. Mm-hmm. It is good to seek therapy for it. Yeah. But it is also equally good and important to practice self-care. Yeah. Because not everybody is going to be able to afford a therapist. Yeah. Not everybody is going to be able to afford a trusted friend who will not repeat their issues to the next friend. Definitely. But self-care, you can do on your own. That's why it's called self-care. Self-care may include things like you just scheduling a time to watch a movie with your kids and your wife. Yeah. Yeah. You discuss the movie afterwards. Yeah. You come up with lessons or whatever you want to come up with from that movie. Yeah. You schedule a barbecue time where you just gonna bry in the backyard. Yeah. By yourselves as a family. Yeah. You schedule yourself time to sleep for no, for no apparent reason. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not night time. You just wanna sleep. Yeah. Because you feel like you wanna sleep just as a, as a, as a, as a form of self care. You yeah. wanna get a massage. Yeah. You teach your wife to massage you. She teaches you <laughs> how to massage her. You know? Yeah, stuff like that. That that's that that doesn't take anything out of your pockets. We need a society that is trauma informed. Yes, we need a culture shift in our understanding and beliefs around mental health illnesses. Yeah, and the larger communities present bigger challenges. So let us start at individual and family levels if we are to make a meaningful impact where the issue of trauma is concerned. Well, 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 that was very powerful, very inspiring. I hope you learned one or two things. Uh, that was Henry Mudari giving us his input on trauma. Well, you can hook up with us on our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. And soon you'll be able to catch up with us on the Qualita FM app. Well, we just want to thank you for tuning in and may the good Lord bless you until we meet again next time. Ciao. Utando lo gacheso lo na. Lokulu, lokulu velelokulu. Tando lo gacheso lo na. Lokulu, lokulu velelokulu. Tando lo gacheso. Lokulu, lokulu velelokulu. Hisi peto alope. Tando lo muntu lo na. Au tandolo muntu lona Tandolo muntu lona Isipetolo ya pela pela lotitu Utandolo ga Jesu lona Lukulu Lukulu vele lukulu Tandolo ga Jesu lona Lukulu Lukulu vele lukulu Au tandolo ga Jesu amimaba Lukulu vele lukulu Isipeto galupeli Tandolo mundu gazana Aingo Tandolo mundu gazana Tandolo mundu wona Isipeto luyapela pela lutitu Izombo ngamina Ameni Gizombo ngao chesu wa Amen Gizombo ngao chesu wa mbo Amen 